here we are. We're on the bus. We're in beautiful Huntington Beach. There's people walking by right now looking at us wondering what is going on. And I'm here with the wonderful Miss Jennifer. Say hello to everyone. Hello, everyone. Who do we have today? Who's the surprise person? Clue number one. He loves football. Clue number two. He also loves magic. Okay. Magic and football. football. Is it David Blaine? Nope, wrong. You promise? Wrong. Oh, I was super you wanna excited. You want to guess again or you want clue number three? I just, I'm actually happy it's not David Blaine because he scares me. Okay, what's the third clue? Okay, third clue is he also hosts The Ellen Show. It's about the tenacity to follow a dream, the 5'8". Jesse LeBeau, a skinny kid from the Alaskan fishing town, went on to star in national commercials and movies with some of the most recognizable celebrities and <laughs> professional athletes in the world. Are you kidding me? Follow the remarkable journey, learn vital life lessons, and discover how hard work and vision can take your own life places you've never even dreamed of. <laughs> Here we are, baby. Let's Here do we it. are. Unbelievable. Have you done voiceover work? No, but I said I feel actually, like we need to get you an uh, agent right well, now. Let's uh, get you in the game. I was actually really nervous. That's probably the best I've ever read out loud. No, it was, yeah, yeah, it was really that good. That was pretty soft. Yeah. Sixth grade, we used to have to go and rotate, and then you'd have to read out loud to the class. And I would always be so bad that after a paragraph, they'd be like, "Okay, John, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we, let's bring up Chris Bowers." And that was thirty he minutes, and and yeah. we needed to do other things today. Chris Bowers always read the most. You had to read like an hour. Yeah. Did you ever do the readathon? Yes, yes, yes. Chris Bowers killed it. it was he, like he was so the kid in your yeah, in your dude, school. That there's was there's no way the kid read 110 hours a week. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And parents were signing off on it, so he just had the cool parents that were like, "Yeah, well, no, but he read 40 he, hours." But then he would get up and read in front of the class, and you're like, "Well, maybe he did read 110 hours." He's smart. He's so articulate. He's killing it. I don't even know what that word is. He pronounced it right. I feel like solid. I feel like you carry a little bit of a grudge still to this day. You know what, Chris? If you're out there, man, you've haunted my dreams since you've I was 13. Ruined a life. <laughs> We're still trying to bounce back. But he was always a guy too that when he'd cut, he'd stick his tongue out. You know what I mean? You ever have those? Like, Real serious. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah it's not would, playing like, around. In projects, he'd he'd do that and be so focused. You know? What grade was this? Sixth, fifth, sixth grade. I feel like this man haunted you. Yeah, he was actually a cool dude. Yeah. I don't know. What's I, he doing I, now? Can we find him? I have no idea. Let's let's get the viewers out there. If you yeah, know Chris yeah, Bowers yeah. from Cottage Lake it, Elementary, we're Woodville, counting Washington, on you. Uh, haven't thought about you in a long time, but for some reason, I'm holding <laughs> the book called Among the Giants, and you're the first one I thought of, man. So. I love the go. way you work. Yeah, I need it. So. Can you just follow me around and like read that as I'm going in, yeah, right? in and out of the community? Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. among the jobs. Walking into the restaurant right now. <laughs> Dude, so what's going on? Thanks it's for being good, here. Man. Yeah, it's all good. So we're, we're in the, uh, the off season. Every July we're off. And uh, okay. my wife and I come back here in Huntington Beach and uh, kind of train for the season, take a few weeks off, try and eat right, try and kind of get, uh, get the head right, get the body right, and yeah. uh, going off into training camp. Yeah. So. Well, congratulations. I heard um, there's some big congrats in order. Hey, oh, drum roll, please. Yeah, yeah, here we go. Here we go. Drum roll. You're glowing. You're glowing. Yeah, yeah. You are the literally. Ca the cameras yeah. are there. Um, That's huge. That's big time. You did it. Yeah, so we got married, and then we went. To, uh, got married in Mexico and Cabo. It was okay. awesome. Okay. Uh, one of the, uh, if not the greatest day of my life. I, I met the coolest chick ever. So. How did you and I'm not her? just saying that because she's, she's literally 24 right inches behind she's me. She's literally uh, right peeking there. over my shoulder awkwardly. But she is also um, glowing. She, it's yeah, going well. Yeah, just so you good. know, I got it's the good. visual. You're doing the right <laughs> thing. It's, it's going well. You know, so we got. I don't like wearing rings. Okay, I was gonna. Yeah, that was my next question. Yeah. You're showing off the the tat. That's forever. A ring could fall off. Right. And this is my first tat, so now that I, I see people all tatted up, I feel like I have to go tell them I'm in the club. Like, yeah, yeah, dude, yeah. hey, uh, yeah. just want to let you know I got my first one, you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? So uh, it didn't really hurt that bad. I mean, down here it burned a little bit, and all this yeah, yeah. whole face is tatted up, but I feel like we're part of the family now. Do you put you your know? pinky out, too, when you show up? Yeah, oh, yeah, because yeah, yeah. you got to, yeah. you, you want know. them to see full range. We, we uh, got married in Mexico, and then we went to Bora Bora, and I just don't like wearing jewelry. I, I'm not a jewelry guy, and when I shuffle, that little gap that the ring 
believe it or not, would put between the fingers uh -huh. affected when I would cut and shuffle and train. Like if really, if I need to shuffle to the 29th card, I can just cut to 29. But when I had that little minor gap in there, mm -hmm. I was off by one or two, and it made a difference. So I just hate wearing rings. So yeah, um, I was always wanting to get my ring tattooed. So we both got it done. And uh, I don't know if you guys can see this, but this is like this means long, uh, love and oh, I'm sorry. This is longevity and wisdom. Okay. And then the four corners of the middle tat is love, and then the middle is their sign for like marriage. So it's okay. Love, wisdom. Uh, marriage and longevity. Wow. And we both got the same one. Okay, matching. So, yeah, matching. Amazing. Babe, won't you come on out yeah, here? Yeah, come on, get her here, get her here, get her here. Come here, man. Can we get a, can we get a visual on her? Just Check it out. Get, stand up, stand up. Come on. <laughs> She's like, I just ladies came with yoga. Just I just came yeah. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, that's love. real love. This is worth, this is worth zooming in on that. Yeah, yeah. Can we get, let's see if we can get side by side there. Yeah, yeah. That's hardcore. Unbelievable. Now, who did better getting the, do you have a tattoo before this? I know. We're both virgin tattooers. Wow. This was our first one together, and it really wasn't that bad. Okay. I was flinching up right at first. Was, was it bad for him? Did, did, uh, I just wanted it to I be like. Go first. Okay, okay. Well, no, 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 no. no. Let me first, tell you how this thing played out. <laughs> the whole time, John, you know, John, I, I'm, I'm good. Like, if yeah. you don't want to do it, I just want you to know I'm good, but if you don't want to do it, I'm good. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll go first, so you can check it out. Yeah. And it's good. Like, I'll go first, I want to go first, I want to go first. Then all of a sudden, it's go time. And literally, we had a, <laughs> we like, had a local, we had like a local <laughs> French Polynesian yeah. dude come out, all tatted up, didn't out speak here? English. No, no, we were in French Bora. Yeah, Bora. Bora. Okay. Yeah, shark tooth, yeah. chip, yeah. boom, boom. No, oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. Wish. Real old school. So this guy literally came out and didn't speak English, came to our villa. Perfect. Yeah, so then all of a sudden I look at her and I'm like, Do you want me to go first? She's like, Yeah, 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 yeah. Go you go first. Okay. But it, it wasn't bad. So now we're we're totally like when people yeah, ask awesome. us if we're yeah. tied up, we yeah. Yeah, we, no, we're in the tat game, yeah. We're pretty tat. Harley's the whole so, thing. It's That's so funny. I mean I mean this is real love because you were wearing that ring at first and it was affecting possibly career suicide. How I see it, like it's that's, messing up the, your whole day. That's how I if see it. If you're willing to do that, like yeah. that is the step was that what sealed the deal? Yeah. It was, was like, sealed the deal. And then it's like, okay, now it's a better option that's more unique. Yeah. I said, look, babe, I'm all in. So. Yeah. I mean, if you want to be among the giants. Yeah, yeah, you got to. I'm trying to say, look, dude, I'm here to play. Story you know, of my life. Hard. I feel like if I was going to get one, that I could handle that. To. I don't have you any. Have but even even the the Polynesians don't go under here because it fades so fast. So, you know, once I saw that he didn't go, because that's what I was feared. Like, everybody's like, dude, it hurts really bad under here. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, gosh, I, I can't whip out. But then once he didn't have it, I was like, well, this is a no-brainer. It yeah, it's a sign. Baby, it's not that I don't want it. <laughs> yeah. But even this. And here's my man really cool. here. The dude, right, he didn't really speak English, and his name was Vaidi. Vaidi, 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 and uh, his entire like you could draw a line down his body, and his entire left side of his body was completely tatted up because he does all his own. Oh, so he can't. He, he only can't, does. Yeah, yeah. He can't get it over. It's weird. So it's like his your... whole right side of his body. So it's kind of cool. Unbelievable. So, that's a unique yeah. story. I feel like not a lot of people can say that. Well, that's kind of why we did it. Yeah, Edie. Yeah. One side of his body came through. Yeah, yeah. And it, it was cool, man. If, if you've never been to Bora Bora, it's the most beautiful place in the world. It's uh, it's awesome. I would go back in a heartbeat. And yeah. We loved it. Yeah. yeah, there he is. Do we stay in touch with him? I feel like he doesn't have an email address. No, like, how did we even find him in the first place? He came out of the tree. Oh, he's the yeah. real deal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, look at oh, you yeah. guys. Beard gang strong. She got yeah. the flower in the ear. Yeah. Can we get this on there? Is we that going to show? Can we show him? Show is he, yeah. He's, he's yeah. allowed to be totally. seen? Oh, yeah. uh, there's really no paperwork on this. Like, I don't really think that there's. Take it back. You know what I mean? Did you get that? Yeah. Yeah. Good, 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 good. Vadidi. Shout out to Vadidi. Changing lives, yeah. bringing people together. And, and, and Hede. Hede was cool, too. So, tell me about Washington State. 
Yeah, so I, I, I was born in Texas, in okay. Humble, and then uh, we moved to Northern California. And then when I was like six, seven years old, we moved up to Seattle. So I grew up in a place called Woodenville for like elementary school. Okay. Um, and then when I was 12, 13, 12 years old, uh, I went home and my dad had murdered my mom. And uh, after that, my sister and I, my, my grandparents and my aunt moved up to Washington during the trial. My dad turned himself in the following day. Uh, he was sentenced to second-degree murder. You walked uh, in yourself? Right after. Yeah, right after it happened. And, um, you know, I, I learned in the trial. He kept me from it, but I learned in the trial. He, he rolled her up and put him in the trunk of his car. And then the following morning, he turned himself in. So he was sentenced with second-degree murder, um, sentenced to 13 years because uh, it wasn't premeditated. It wasn't first-degree. And so my sister and I live in temporary foster homes for a little while. We finished out the school year. And then my aunt, which is my mom's sister, she got custody of my sister and I, and then I was raised by my aunt. So when I was 13, 12, 13 years old, I moved down to Southern California, and I actually moved into Garden Grove, which is like 25 minutes straight okay, yeah, yeah, from this road. Uh, and then when I was 13, everybody would say, hey, if you just go down that street like 20 minutes, you'll hit the beach. Well, I got on my bike one day, and I just rode, and I <laughs> thought I'd be there in like 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four hours later, yeah. I'm still pedaling. You're right? like, I'm, where am I? Yeah, where am I? I need some water. So, yeah, and so eventually, I rode in this complex right here. And really? And I rode in and out of these streets, and I <laughs> told myself I'm going to live here one day. No way. And so in 2006, 2007, um, I was in my sixth, seventh year in the league, and the Eagles gave me a four- or five-year extension, and I was online. And back then, the online game was still new. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was homeseekers.com. Okay. So I go to homeseekers.com, and I'm looking at you know, places to live, and one popped up, and when I hit map, it was on the street. I rode my bike. Hmm. that I said I was going to live one day. So I called the realtor and I said, look, I don't this care. Is, this is a sign. I just, yeah, yeah. I, I don't care. I want it. And she's like, you haven't even seen it yet. I go, I, I really don't care. Like, yeah. I told myself I was going to live in this community. I'm doing when it. When I was 13 years and old. Here and here you are. Here it is. And I got the money and let's, let's roll. So that's crazy. Two weeks. Started said, from the bottom. Yeah. Man, now we're so here. Two we're weeks. I said, here. look, I'll be home in two weeks. Just tell them I want it. Yeah. And sure enough, I've been there ever since. And yeah. Have no intentions of moving. And it's, uh, I feel like, so, you know, people have those vision boards that were yeah. they're manifesting everything. I feel like you just had a vision life. Like you went and saw well, it and you're like, yep, and then you had that mental uh, life picture is that. in your life. Yeah. Dude, life is that. And, yeah. and everything you want in life and everything you want to see, you have to watch it. In the, we don't watch TV. Now, this is funny. We have TVs in every room in our house. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we ever turn them on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know, you want to watch a good show, close yeah. your eyes. Yeah. And see where you're going to be in five years, two years, one year. See where you're going to be, see where you came from, see where you are. Yeah. And I truly believe that everything you want to have happen, you got to manifest it within. Because if you don't see it, you don't believe it. Yeah. You can't feel it. You can't hear it. You can't touch it in your head. Yeah. Then you ain't never gonna do it outside. Yeah. And yeah. how you talk to yourself, how you view yourself, is the same way you're gonna talk and view this world. Yeah. And so, look, not everything comes as fast as we want. Not everything happens as fast as we want. But the reality is, if you believe it, you'll do it. Hmm. And uh, even my passwords. You know, my passwords have everything to do with what I want in my life. Really? You know. So every time you put it, it's a reminder. Every time. Yeah. Every password I have has a relevance to where I'm at and where I'm going. Yeah. And when my life changes, so do my passwords. So that every time I do something, I can type it in and just remind myself one more time where I'm going, what yeah. I want to see. That's and, amazing. And where, do, where do you feel like you like pick that up from? You know, because you did you have a a, a father figure after the incident? Was you know, it just a, like your aunt and you and your sister? Yeah. I mean, I, I think it was. I went through pretty intense therapy with my sister. Yeah. And, uh, okay. Imagine. Pretty intense, and it was kind of experiential therapy and. And we did things that a lot of people thought were absolutely crazy. Mm -hmm. you know? um, my sister and I were, were the first uh, minors to have a private court order to view autopsy photos. And people mm. thought my therapist was nuts. Mm. And what's funny is the whole time during the trial. That was the, the therapist's idea. Okay. Yeah. And the whole time during the trial, the therapist wanted us to see the autopsy photos. And everybody thought he was crazy and they wouldn't do it. And they're like, dude, you're crazy. Don't put yeah. these kids through this. So yeah. 
so when the trial happened, it was on TV up there, and the autopsy photos were, were shown in a way that only the jurors could see it. So the people that were attending and the cameras couldn't see it. Mm -hmm. So he said, no, that's not happening. So sure enough, he gets a court order. And I'll never forget, we go to, uh, we go to the, uh, the district attorney's office, or the, prosecution, uh, the prosecutor's office, and she came in and she put the folder on the table and she looked at him and said, this is absolutely crazy. I don't know why you're doing this to these kids. She left. And the therapist looked at my sister and I, and in a real calm voice, he goes, you know what? I really don't care if you look at these. Yeah. It was never about that. Yeah. But here's what's going to happen. Nobody's going to understand this, but I'm telling you right now, you're going to be in your 20s or your 30s, and you might want to see your dad again. Nobody can answer that but you. And their opinions don't really matter. Yeah. Because it ain't you. Yeah. So you have a decision, and I just wanted this decision to be yours. Yeah. You can look at them. And if you do, when you come to your 20s and 30s, and whether you want to talk to your dad or not, you're not going to ask what happened. You're yeah. not going to wonder. Yeah. And at that point, it's going to be irrelevant yeah. to what your purpose is on having closure with this whole thing. Yeah. So I'm going to walk out this door, and you can look at him, or you can't. And I'll never even ask you. Yeah. Because I don't care. It's hmm. your call. So he walked out, and I peeked at him. Never once had a nightmare. Never once had, uh, never really uh, thought of it. It was just closure. Yeah. Like, I, I know what happened. Yeah. You know, and uh, so sure enough, we, we go through all this therapy and stuff. And then uh, I was probably in my early 20s when I still had kind of this cloud in my own head. And I, I, I wanted to be a great person. I wanted to do great things. And I wanted to bring honor back to my name and uh, you know one thing that drives me nuts is being babysat I can't do it I can't deal with it you yeah. know and, and I, I I see people in, in, in my industry get babysat all the time and I just wonder yeah. how do you allow yourself to that's, that's such an embarrassment right yeah yeah so you know early on in my in in, in uh, when I was a kid I knew I wanted to be a pro athlete and I wanted to be a magician and that's to this, crazy. To this yeah. day, it's the only yeah. two jobs I've ever had. Yeah, yeah. So 15, 16, I was getting hired to do corporate events and, and making great money. And then... Already with the magic. Yeah. Dude, really? I, I okay, so you, you... I didn't know it was like an early... Yeah, like, so... Okay. I spent three or four years and never even did a trick. I just learned moves. And I, and okay. I knew I was going to be... Like, my ADD was going to kick in. I don't have ADD, I don't think. But yeah. Like, no, I, I trust me. I, I know you're talking about... Yeah, 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 like, yeah, I knew I was going to screw up. Yeah. So instead of learning tricks with patter and the, and the trick goes A, B, C and there's like this constant through line, I just learned a bunch of moves that would get me in and out of situations so that when I screwed up, they wouldn't realize I screwed yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I would make I a different trick. I meant to have that yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. card from... Yeah, boom. Here yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh... That in turn taught me how to relate to people, and, and really, this whole world is about people. That's all it is. Yeah. You know, business. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's all about relationships, and it's all about surrounding yourself with people that want to see you succeed. And mm. let me tell you this: the keys to success are super easy. I mean, this is not a hard thing. Yeah. It's 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 simple. It's easy. It's you work hard and you treat people right, and pretty soon people fight for you, and people want to see you succeed. Isn't you know? that crazy and, how and simple it is? It's simple. I it's feel like simple. the same way with um, health. Like mm -hmm. every day, there's a new trend and a new fad and a new. Uh, diet it's like it's it's very simple eat good get sleep work out work out take care of yourself that, yeah it's yeah. not that crazy like it's been the same for the last however many years you know yeah what's the old theory if a caveman didn't eat it don't eat it yeah yeah you know, yeah, yeah, but, yeah yeah so i i have a sweet too that's yeah that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> bagel bites oh god i love them the bagel oh, bite <laughs> I love them. so you know so anyway so going back so yeah, i was yeah. uh, in my 20s and i remember going down to the beach here and uh i was looking out in the ocean and um it was a kind of an interesting dynamic i i, I realized that i had to learn how to forgive myself in order to move on mm. and what I mean by that is I felt like if I forgave my dad that my mom would resent me and it would be like I'm picking sides yeah because yeah, so that. many times dude yeah and it's in family it's in this it's in that when people get divorced all of a sudden you're forced to pick sides 
right? Yeah. Because if you're in a couple and your friends get divorced, well, you can't be friends with both because then they hate you. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. they don't understand. Yeah. But the reality I you had is, my back. Yeah. Yeah. I but the reality just, yeah. is, the dynamic of my relationship with either one of you isn't what it was between you two. So whatever happened between you two, it didn't happen between me and that other person. Hmm. So a lot of people feel like if they forgive or if they choose, that the other person's going to resent them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And at that moment, I realized, like, I can either be a pawn in somebody's life or I cannot be. And I can make my own decisions. And so I realized, you know what, Mom? And I looked up in the sky. I said, look, either you're going to agree or not agree, but I don't really care. But I do know this, that if I'm going to be the man you want me to be, then I need to forgive Dad. And for that reason, hmm. I think you're going to understand this. Hmm. And I did. Greatest thing that ever happened. I was me. 20s. I was in my 20s, yeah, and early 20s. And then I realized at that point that I will never let somebody not my life affect my life. Hmm. It's not happening. How much was it affecting your life? I mean, I don't see how it couldn't um, be angry, I, be bitter. Not, yeah, it, was, it wasn't so much that as much as you just kind of have this cloud yeah. of, of clarity. Yeah. And you got to get rid of it. Yeah. Right? And, and you just want to live and not worry about it. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, you know, I, I have people in my family, I think, that still sometimes uh, it's still awesome. Yeah. and things in their past. Yeah. They, they still have a hard time getting over it. A lot of people, are, I mean, your guy in uh, uh, the, uh, not the spelling bee, that was what, that was what I was doing earlier, um, from earlier, but are affected by like high school. Yeah. I, I was at my brother's like 20 year reunion the other day and they're still mad the coach didn't put him in. Also, <laughs> it's like, how are well, you even still thinking about like, this? This is bitter. like, it's, okay, let's get it out. I let's get it out. one <laughs> little bitterness about high school. What happened? still what happened? not in my high school hall of fame, which is. Really? Hmm. Who is in your high school hall of fame? Is there I don't anyone? No. Is there anyone? I don't know. I don't even could... know if we have. Actually, yeah. now that you bring that, no, there is one. Okay. Yeah, there are a few people. I don't even. Well, know he can't do any magic tricks. I know, right? Yeah, he's, like, single. he's not. He's on a double threat. I'm not in my high school hall of fame, you know. <laughs> all century at college, but yeah. high school. Could it? Could Did, it didn't make could all it, league. I'm yeah. actually still upset. I led the league in tackles. Didn't make all league. That right there is. I don't know what's going on. How, how does that even happen? I don't know. I was an honorable mention. And I was like, dude, <laughs> yeah, not good enough. Not, good not enough. happening, dude. But you know what? Those are the things. Michael Jordan cut from his basketball team. Yeah. You know? So uh, those are the things. And and you know the reality that I. Uh, this is what I learned is that. Um, not everybody's going to agree with you, and, and not everybody's going to think you're doing it right, but you have to find your own path. You have to find your own way. Even this right here, you know, I'm looking at your book right now, and yeah. um, we're, we're in the process of writing one, and people oh, awesome. come up and they ask advice and this and that. And the reality is, times have changed, right? So it, back then, there used to be this, this road that you would take, and you would call this person, and they would call the publisher, and then you'd do this, but now it's there's so many opportunities to publish yourself. Yeah, there's so many different things you, you can yeah. do. Yeah. Hard work, yeah. treat people right. And, you know, when I was in college, it was either guys flunking out of school. Or guys having kids, too young, or, yep. or no, yep. I don't want to say too young because maybe that's the path they wanted, but for me it wasn't the path I wanted. Yep. Yep. Or they get into drugs. Yeah. They just weed themselves out. All the out. distractions and the temptations that come along yeah. with that. Yeah. And, and and even now, um, you know, I, I, I do things and, and, you know, my wife's like, can we, why are you, why do you get up so early? So I'll get up at four or five in the morning yeah. and I'm ready to go working out early in the morning, then I go and then I go back again and because uh, I hate getting up in the morning. Yeah, I hate it. Yeah, yeah. But there's something about it once you do it and you finish that workout, and you know most people aren't even awake yet. That well, makes me feel like I got more done, you know, by 7 a.m. than yeah, most people are gonna get really, done today. Really, and that juices me a little bit. Like I'm like, I don't know. For me, in the morning, and I'm, it's a struggle for me too. For me, that doesn't kick in until I get hit really hard, and I don't want to get up. Yeah. And I'm in a game, and some guy just lit me up. And yeah. I'm struggling. Yeah. That's when I get up and say, dude, there's no way I got up at four in the morning yeah. all these days for nothing. Yeah, yeah. And what happens is, is you invest in yourself and it's harder to give up on yourself. Yeah. But if you're not willing to sacrifice certain things in your life that you really enjoy doing, yeah. if you're not willing to sacrifice and make those choices, then when it gets really hard, people quit. Yeah, yeah. And when I was on that path, people tried to make it convenient. And guess what? 
some way or another, they found a way to quit on themselves. Yeah. Which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. If that's the decision that they wanted to make and they're happy, that's, that's not what it's about, but it's about what I wanted and how I wanted to get there. Hmm. You got to invest in yourself. You got to sacrifice. You got to be willing to put things aside that you really enjoy doing. Yeah. For discipline the, for yeah discipline yeah. For did what you have you that at a young age when you were I did. in like like yeah I did because I remember some for me it was basketball um, and like it, probably 13 years old um, no one eat sugar you know doing calf raises and all these things and, and kind of a little weird for a kid that age to be you know doing doing these things but it was like I knew some of you like there's people that are bigger faster stronger and I'm gonna have to do everything right all the time if I'm even gonna have a chance yeah. at, at doing something like this um, when we uh, when we won our little league um, like state championships things like if we win I'm gonna have a root beer float that was like the big <laughs> crazy thing that I was gonna do I was like gonna have sugar or whatever but um, what, what age did that kind of kick in for you it sounds like you knew magic 13 and football 14. About, about that about junior yeah. high yeah, yeah I was uh, you know also what I had been through I, I kind of grew up pretty quick yeah and I, and I knew what I wanted and yeah. then yeah. because I grew up quick and I had the therapy I just felt like I was a few years ahead yeah of people and I looked around and I would just laugh at decisions that kids would make because yeah now look had I not been through what I had been through I probably would have done the same stupid stuff because I'd be a kid but I just felt like I was older and I, I had to yeah, grow I had up to grow. And I, yeah I had to and so you know part of it too is is you know when I do something if I'm all in I'm all in and I'm yeah. not gonna do it just to do it like yeah. I'm, I want to be really good at it yeah yeah and magic for me so I always say that you know football helped me find myself but magic saved my life and mm. you know when I got into magic and I got into shuffling it was a matter of for even to this day uh, if I sit down at a table and I shuffle cards I'm just me I'm just alone yeah yeah and I and I clear my mind yeah and if I ever need to make an important decision I sit down and I shuffle and those cards be, don't care about you know what you're doing on the field they don't care if people well, recognize you it's like it's yeah. a level playing field. Yeah. yeah. And, and well that and it's it's what's my escape? What's my out? You know, mm -hmm. maybe it's playing basketball with other people. Whatever it is, yeah. but it's yeah. it's about finding that balance and that escape mm -hmm. and being able to separate yourself from the world and being able to separate yourself from everybody else's motives on why they want to be involved in your life. Yeah. And you being able to sit there and process what your own reality is. Mm -hmm. You know, cuz let me tell you this, dude. It doesn't matter. The world doesn't care who you are or where you are and all the success and all that stuff it's yeah. all fake yeah because as soon so as you're irrelevant you balls, nobody yeah. cares right yeah. yeah so it's about you being able to sit down and coming to terms with your own reality and coming to terms with the things in your life that you need to have closure with to be able to move on yeah now look i ain't perfect yeah you know what i mean i, I went through a divorce that ended up being the best thing that ever happened to me like yeah. I literally, yeah. yeah yeah it was it was i was miserable yeah but if i didn't really come to terms with what my reality was i would have never met the greatest thing that i have in my life yeah. today yeah i wouldn't have been and i you know i was still not in the greatest place but when i met annalise she turned my heart right side up and and it's been literally the best two years of my life hmm. like by far i've never been happier but it's about coming to terms with other parts of your life and having closure with those yeah and realizing that hey hey you know it is what it is it's done now i'm moving on and people of your past don't affect your future yeah and you move on and you start really gravitating to the people that your future is going to kind of align you with yeah right and your presence going to align you with yeah and and really cherishing those people and so um those are things that i've i've come to terms with and that's helped me in in the business of, of football realizing that look yeah. the reality is you can't control everything right so the sooner you realize 
that control the things you can control. Put yourself yeah, in a position. Stop trying to that's control it. those other things. Yeah. Yeah. Put yourself in a position to be successful. And guess what? Like I said, it might not always happen at the time that you want it to happen. But the problem, but not the problem, but but the thing that I've found is that if I'm always prepared, like my motto. You know, people always ask me what my motto is. My motto yeah. is because Coach would be like, John, you want to warm up? Why? No, I'm I mean, good. Let's roll. Yeah. Well, you don't need to warm up. Yeah. Coach, stay ready, so you never gotta get ready. <laughs> Let's go, dude. In yeah. and out. We're one what a dumb one. question. Why would you even ask me that? Stay ready, so you yeah. never gotta get ready. Yeah. Well, that's life. Yeah. So that way, when your number's called, yeah. in the game and in that life, opportunity comes. you're ready. You're prepared. And guess what? If it doesn't happen, so be it. It just wasn't meant to be. Yeah, yeah. But let's hope it doesn't happen because you weren't prepared because you lacked. Yeah. Because you were sitting there worried about other things and other people <laughs> that you didn't handle your own business. Like we, they've over the years, they've brought in other snappers to compete with me. And as soon as it happens, because I've been a long time, right? Yeah, and yeah. As soon as it happened, the media is like, "Oh my gosh, Dorn boss, this is a, the team's bringing somebody in," and they just want it. Look, the media is in the business of ratings. They're not in the yeah, business of yeah. anything other They're than trying ratings. to stir up. That's it. It's the Kardashians. That's it. It's it. They're yeah. in the business of ratings. So whatever yeah. they can get in there and stir up, that that's what they want. Have do. you been in the same? team this whole time have you bounced nah, around? So two years in Buffalo, like a year and a half in, okay. in Tennessee, and then uh, this will be 12 in Philly. Okay. Uh, so this will be my 15th season. Um, but but what, I, what I'm getting to the point is they would always come to me and say, yo, dude, uh, the other snappers are coming in. The team obviously wants to get rid of you. How do you feel about this? What are you thinking about? Who are you concerned with? Okay. Yeah, yeah, First yeah. of all, I can care less who they bring in. because Yeah, yeah. They're going to have to... And now, now look, this is... the experience. Well, yeah. to me, now, I'm not saying they're clown shows. Yeah. But in my head, if this clown show beats oh. me out, then guess what? That's yeah. my fault. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And anybody else's fault but mine. Yeah. Now, there's other scenarios here. Yeah. Maybe he's younger, maybe he's cheaper. Yeah, right? yeah. Maybe there's a salary cap mm -hmm. issue. So now these are all things that I could sit there and worry about. Or you can say, look, if that's the way it's going to be, that's out of my control. So if it's a cap issue, an age issue, a money issue, if it's a coach coming in, it's a political issue, none of that affects what I do. Yeah, yeah. Just I gotta can perform. I can let it. Yeah. Or you can just say, look, I don't really care. I'm going to do what I do. And if I'm not the right fit here, peace out so long, I'm going to find my way. Hmm. But guess what? When people ask me, what, oh my gosh, why are you worried about your competition? No. Yeah. Well, why not? He's 6'5", he's 250, he's better snapper than you. Yeah. Well, that, that's not my competition. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, what do you mean? I'm my competition. Yeah. If I want to let that guy get in my head, then it's over. But yeah. guess what? That guy ain't going to get in my head. Yeah. Yeah. And let me tell you, I've been there, done that. Let me tell you this. When I get down, Is it cutthroat like that when they come in there? Like, oh, yeah, like It's not like... See, uh, that's what I want to know. Like, did you tell the balance of... Because I've been in the position where you're like, am I grooming up this person to be, you know, you know, to kind of take them under your wing? Or is it dog eat dog in this? No, I don't person? Yeah. No, like, I, no, I, I, even, I even had a conversation with, with yeah. some coaches over my career. You and can it, or else you wouldn't last. Well, my thing is it ain't my job to get that guy ready. Yeah. It ain't my job to groom this guy because you think he's a better fit because he's cheaper yeah. or because he's younger yeah. to yeah. take my job. Yeah. You want him ready and you want to go with that guy and you trust that guy when it's fourth and 10, we're on the two yard line in Dallas and yeah, yeah. the owner's got $20 million on the line and we're going to go to the playoffs. If you want that kid, yeah. that's up to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I can tell you this, I've been there and I've done that and I'm going to roll the dice on me, but it ain't yeah. my job to get him ready. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? If, uh, if he wants to hang, I love it. No, I'm getting like roll. fired up right now. Like, just the know? competitive nature. Now look, I'm a nice guy. Yeah, yeah, But, but when, when it comes to competing, nah. and especially in sports, can't play that. Hey, let me tell you this, dude. It's do or die. And, yeah. and, I'm, and I'm in a world where um, we're alone. And yeah. I, and we got one shot. Yeah. You know, so like I said, I want this team. He, it really comes down to this. This is my belief. And if there's any athlete that tells you anything different, they're full of it. Yeah. I believe that this team's better with me than without me. Mm -hmm. I believe that my teammates would rather play with me than against me. And I believe that I'm going to add value to this team that hopefully my opponents don't want to play against me because you're consistent. Hmm. That's my belief. Yeah. And that's yeah. what I work for. Yeah. Now, until that belief changes, okay, then I'll start grooming that kid. Yeah. Yeah. But until then, no. Nope. These are my friends. I've been with them 12 years. Yeah. I love the owner. I love this organization. I love this city. Yeah. And until I feel like I don't got it, 
I don't think that guy's your answer. Yeah. I am. Are you this uh, vocal with the, when you have these conversations with these people, or is this just your mindset? Both. Because I love it, yeah. And I feel like they would respect Both. that. And, and if like, I'm like the coach or something, you know, I'm like, it, yeah, it, we need it, to go with him. He's got well, the confidence. He it, knows what he's doing. It changes because yeah. uh, it's we're, we're in the entertainment business. We play this yep. game as, as athletes because we love it. Mm -hmm. But the reality is it's a business, right? And so, you know, teams will teams will cut you and, and not pay you the second that they deem that there's somebody better, younger, mm -hmm. cheaper, whatever the yeah. scenario is. Yeah. And guess what? That's their job. Yeah. So you, there's no, there's no resentment. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just, it is what it is, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden a player will hold out and the media will be all over this player. Hmm. Well, guess what? If that guy thinks he deserves more money, who am I to say that he doesn't? Right? It's 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 the side. It's the business that sometimes fans and sometimes they don't want to really kind of not understand, but they just don't want to think it's yeah. real. They just want their yeah. superstar athlete to show up every day and work yeah. hard, and they do. Yeah, I'm not saying that, but the sooner again that you can not worry about all that stuff and just let it play out, the better. Mm -hmm. So now. Different players at different points in their career are going to be vocal in different ways based on leverage and based on where they are. And that's just the reality of this business. Yeah. If, if you sign a guy and, and you give him a, a $100 million deal and you're going to guarantee him $65 million and he's on year one of that deal, yeah. he might be a little bit more vocal because he ain't going nowhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you got a rookie free agent who's bounced around that's making league minimum, that's battling a guy that you guaranteed a million dollars. He's going to do whatever he has to do. He's probably not going to say a word. He's going to show up and he's yeah, going to do yeah. whatever he has to do. And yeah, has no leverage. He, yeah. he has no leverage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so now, you know, it, it's the dynamic of when do you listen to a player who's just complaining? Mm -hmm. Or when do you listen to a player that's making a legit point? Yeah, he knows what he's better. talking And about. that's the dynamic of mm. business and life. It's just kind of, kind of managing that and trying to make the best decision for a team to be successful because the team's responsibility is to win games. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's the player's goal to make this a career, yeah. which means he needs to make money to provide for his family. Yeah, so and all these different the agendas route. coming yeah. together. That's like, what how do we is. make it all work? That's what it is. And that's what's so, uh, what's so fun for me with sports is, as a point guard, you know, run the show, be uh, the kind of leader is like, Relating to people. Well, it's the same thing. Like you said, working hard, treating people good. On the court, it's like one guy you can yell at and hit him in the mm -hmm. chest, and you have to do that to get him focused or dialed in when things are going right. Another guy you can talk very meekly to, and uh, he, because he would, you know, lose it if you uh, went in on him like that. So it's like of how it, how to relate to people differently that they'll actually it'll get through to them and they'll receive the information and be able to make the adjustment that you need. And that was the biggest challenge for me that I enjoyed the most about sports because all the other stuff. This can be learned. All the technique, mm -hmm. hours up early, that, that all can be learned. Um, but but learning what makes people tick and then on the counter side of it, how do I get in that guy's head? How do I take away his strength without him knowing that I'm making him go left? Or just I want I want to be beating him for as long as I can without him knowing how. So he's shaking his head like, I can't figure out what's going on. And that's what's beautiful, I feel like, uh, about this too. Because you're dealing it not just on the field, but also, hey, I want to be likable, but I also want to stand my ground. But I also have to know it's uh, entertainment and and people are gunning for you and they're making up fake drama. So it's like, it's this whole line that you have to tell. Um, and I feel like most of the people who are doing it don't do it very well, as we see the... Well, it's it's lining agendas, right? So yeah. to me, it comes back to this simple philosophy of work really hard and treat people right. Yeah. And then they're all going to want to see you succeed. Yeah. And they're all going to want to be in, in... They're all going to want you to be a part of their world because you affect them in a positive way. Hmm. So I'm not the best snapper. I'm not the best in protection. I'm not the best in coverage. Yeah. But I think in all three aspects of my job, when you combine all three, I think I'm pretty darn good. Yeah. But I know what I bring in the locker room. 
Yeah. And there's a value to that. Yeah. And I've been fortunate that I've been with an organization that also sees and values that, and they've allowed me to be me, and they've uh, um, allowed me to kind of do my thing. Yeah. And uh, that's been really cool. So I've had chances <laughs> in years prior to, to go into free agency and to leave Philadelphia, but... Um, Can't do it. Can't do it, man. I, I genuinely love being there. I, I love our owner. I love what he stands for. Um, I love the way they treat people the front office the coaches it's it's a great place to be and it's made me a better person and uh that's that's important too is finding those those i love it you were you were talking earlier um about how a lot of people are being babysat um how how did were you able to i guess not get caught up in that and is it, are you able to help these guys have or is their mindset so far gone that it's like i guess how do you when you achieve at a high level how are you able to stay grounded and not get you know, swept in it because it could. I mean, it could be very easy. It's very attractive. There's a lot of perks that come to it, um, and so many people are lost. For you, how is it? Is that just something that's just naturally this is who I am, and it wasn't ever a struggle, or is it something that you had to really work through in your own head? I feel like I asked 18 questions in that no, one. Yeah. No, yeah, no, yeah. Say whatever. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I, I, for me, I, it just it was natural. Like I, yeah. I don't want to sound like that guy, but for me, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I knew the whole thing was fake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I had also been through a lot in my life growing up, and had everything taken away, and and I think I've become really well or really good at just adapting. To my surroundings and just mm -hmm. figuring out life mm -hmm. and how to live and how to survive now with that being said i, I never thought i'd play in the nfl so yeah when i made it every year i played i thought i was getting released yeah so you're busting your butt yeah but that yeah. created balance for me that means yeah. that i would play a season and then i would just go perform and, and figure out life and, and yeah. uh, then all of a sudden april would come around we'd have a team meeting and be like, holy cow i'm still on this team <laughs> yeah, yeah right what's so, going on dude? yeah I would, am i supposed I, to be here <laughs> i'd get my flight and i'd go and i'd sit in the team meeting and be like all right i guess we're doing this even cool year. cool and so you know and, and then you're around a lot of people and you know there's players that i've played with that they get to the nfl and they're cool but then they become what they think the image is mm -hmm. yes of what it is to me in the nfl and it's usually like the guy that's not in my experience in entertainment it's like not the a-list people that are acting like diva it's like the b or c yeah. that want to be a-list and you're like dude like well they try well, yeah because they're they're, yeah. they're doing what they think that is the exact same thing yeah. I, I feel like well it's like people that have money they don't need to yeah prove that they have money yeah i don't need okay it's the people Keep that usually going. don't that yeah. feel like they have to yeah make people think they do yeah you know and yeah that, that's a very general they, buy a bus, they put a fa their face on it driving around <laughs> and, you know, those people uh, i can't stand those people. yeah <laughs> they're the worst, uh, the worst. um i thought no i love that thing about um forgiveness i i had a similar experience um in my senior year so build up um you know whole life investing in basketball you know the little white guy from alaska come to a senior year i have a new coach come in and long story short um it just didn't go well mm -hmm. and i ended up i've never quit anything really in my life up until that point halfway through the season i was like i can't even do this i'm miserable it wasn't fun it was like i want to i don't even want to say it's a job because i've been in that tracked in college i don't know if you've ever been there where it's like am i really enjoying this like or am i just here because it's free education and that kind of thing and then you something happens and you get that love back and for me the speaking and the stuff we're doing got the love back um for basketball for me but i had that coach and um i was literally so angry and so bitter and i had all these fantasies of like things i wanted to do with baseball bats in his car and like all these things like you know i just fantasized that and i and it was consuming me and it it even like like that cloud that you're talking about like 
totally understand that because I had that cloud and it was even affecting my health to a certain degree like my my sight um, and finally and I give my parents and family a lot of credit for it you know I, I was like I have to forgive this guy and move on or I'm never gonna I'm letting him that person that's not in my life affect your life affect and control my life and why would I'm so stubborn like why would I let that guy have power over me you, you know and um, and ego kicked a little bit so I um, when, when I forgave that guy honestly Physically, you could feel like a, a weight off your shoulders, and and then I the door opened for me to come to LA and start doing entertainment stuff, and I um, like I booked a thing for Kobe Bryant, like literally very quickly, and I know it never would have happened if I hadn't had that moment of forgiveness yeah. and was able to move on. So um, I just think that's a beautiful thing, and it's great to hear like someone else who has a similar uh, situation where you're like, yeah, because it, it's hard. It's something. I mean, I can't imagine having to forgive someone. I was mad at a coach to ruined a little bit of basketball I mean your situation I don't see a lot of people bouncing back in the way that you did um, and, and I think it's remarkable man and I was I, just want to like commend you that's such yeah, a good I, example I had help too I mean I had, I had a yeah. great family you know my aunt raised me unbelievable yeah. my grandparents and, um, and and I to this day I, I, I pick really good friends like the yeah. people I chose to hang out with yeah you can say I'm friends with a lot of people yeah but the people I really choose to spend my time with we just got married I'm 37 years old <laughs> and uh, we just got married and, and I had six people on my wedding and all of them are from junior high that's amazing like they're all my friends from yeah, junior high they're high school. they don't care we had six, I had six best men hmm. uh, no groomsmen and and even a lot of your, speeches huh yours were all from pretty much yeah you had two people from one from vegas but for the most part it's all people she grew up with and hmm. so it says a lot about you know you're you're just the, the friends that you find early you know what here's something that i've, that I've noticed too because you know working with kids and stuff yeah Sometimes kids don't realize the decisions they make young have such a huge impact on their life. And they, they just think that um, this is great, this is Danny, but it's the decisions you make around high school, early college, like those, those decisions are gonna affect everything you do going forward. And you're either gonna be ahead of the game or you're gonna get really far behind the game. And you're gonna be in your mid thirties before you know it. Yeah. And you're gonna look back and be yeah, like, holy flies. cow, when I was 18, if I had only just made maybe just taking this a little bit more seriously or hmm. that hmm. and uh maybe i shouldn't have dropped out of college to make 25 grand a year which seemed like a lot of money yeah then. yeah game changer game changer yeah, yeah, oh yeah. my gosh yeah. i just made 30 grand yeah like, yeah yeah it's a lot but when you're in high term. school but yeah it's looking at growth it's looking at where you're it's making sacrifices and realizing that if i pay my dues now it's going to pay off later and yeah um I think a lot of people sometimes take those decisions for granted and don't really think them through and they, they go for short term, you know, and it's... Man, I um, I just got a call a couple weeks ago from, there's actually a picture of my buddy in here, and the picture is of us because I'm about here and he's up here. He was a man child and he was one of my best friends growing up and um, not to put all his business out there, but about around junior high, parents got a divorce, he got into drugs, and it led him down a whole path that he, to this day, 30 years old, calling me, hey man, I finally just got out of the halfway thing. He's been locked up for two years. The greatest guy, awesome heart, but he, um, a lot of kids got into Oxycontin mm -hmm. or up north where I was at in Alaska. Um, it was just a thing, and several of them died in their mid-20s, six years later after you know we're out of high school. Um, and, and I know several of them are still battling it today, and his life has been turned upside down all from the choices, like you said, that they're making when you're 13, 14, 15 years old. Yeah. So it's um, How old are you? I'm, I'm 30. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Oxycontin was big when I was like 20, 
23, 24, 25. Yeah. So it's yeah. I mean, it's like I know a lot, a lot about it now because of my friends' experience. It's, it's like synthetic heroin. It's mm -hmm. it's um, you know, they it's yeah, it's very addictive and it's you know he'll never be the same. He can't go to have a drink, you know, because that will lead to another it's thing. You know, it's the gateway. Yeah, yeah. So it's um, you know, it's tough, and that's why when the work that we're doing when we're going to all these schools, we do college, we do high school, but I always have the most fun at junior highs because I feel like that's when they're starting to make those decisions, and even younger than that nowadays. Back when I was pretty innocent and naive to a lot of it, but some of it was going on at that time. But now with the phone, access, internet, they know everything way younger than when we were in school. Yeah. So it's uh, well, yeah, it's interesting. You just nailed it there. It's 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 kind of sad in a way that the kids today will never know what it's not what it's like to not have access. Yeah. They're never gonna yeah. know what it's like to yeah. not yeah. be in touch right away or to just yeah. be a kid and and ride a bike and not worry about snapchat it or instagram yeah. or just that, that that world's gone yeah you know so uh, being able to control that and and you know like and this goes back to finding you know what what your thing is and for me it's shuffling cards it just separates me from that yeah. world you gotta get out of it yeah and you gotta find it you know yeah. and you gotta have something you love doing and i used to live um fam random family friends with um ted nugent the mm -hmm. rock star yeah. like him love him about i feel like half people worship him half of them absolutely think he's Dude, the, real quick uh, not to yeah. interrupt no no, 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 no. We, we played dallas back in like 2008 or something okay. like that and i think he's it was like christmas yeah and he stood probably 10 feet in front of me and did the national anthem <sighs> He can rip it. It was pretty sick. Yeah, he can rip it. Yeah, he can rip it. It was pretty sick. <laughs> yeah. He, um, oh, what was I saying? Oh, so for him, and I always thought this was interesting because I have a hunting background. Like, I've never shot anything, but my family does. I was like the, you know, guy in the gym, like, ah, oh, Jesse, he's a letdown. He's not fishing or whatever. <laughs> and, um, and, uh, but for him, it's, he gets out and he gets in the wilderness and he's hunting and it's like the deer doesn't care who he is and yeah. care how many tickets he sold or what he's on stage and so he gets like this balance of where he gets to have some normality in yeah. his life and I, and I always thought that was a pretty there's, funny one there's a great documentary Harrison Ford did it um, it's been a while because I had a couple surgeries on my wrist but I love flying okay and uh, Harrison Ford did a documentary and it's did he crash a plane Oh, at one point, yeah, couple. Couple. that's his thing. Yeah, he was doing nice job, yeah, uh, yeah, Harrison. Yeah, yeah. But he yeah. pulled out of it. Air Force One. He was uh, yeah. practicing for the role, maybe. Yeah, so yeah. he's he's flown his for forever. But the documentary is basically him, and he's got a place in I think Jackson, Wyoming, or Jacksonville, or whatever it's called. And uh, and, and you fly. Yeah. You got your okay. Yeah. My brother's and a pilot for Southwest. It. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We I, were trying I to get Jennifer it. on a float plane in Alaska. Oh, come on, you gotta go. Said, yeah. She, she's terrified, but oh, she was gonna do it. So Annalise actually went up, and so it took me. You went up with him? 150. It took me like 150 hours. Yeah, how many hours you got? A couple hundred. Okay, okay. And uh, probably like 400. Anyways, it took me a while to be able to turn a plane because what happens is you go up and you hold an altitude, say it's 10,000 mm -hmm. feet, mm -hmm. and you have to turn it 360 degrees and hold your altitude within 100 feet. Yeah. But then you have to come out. So if, if we're going to do 360, which is north, 360 yeah, yeah. degrees, it's like a compass, right? So we're heading 360 yep. north. You got to go left and turn all the way around but then when you come out of the turn you have to be going dead 360. okay so you come out of the turn like yeah, 15 yeah, yeah, yeah. degrees sooner and then you boom so you're yeah, right. yeah but you have to keep it within 100 feet and no autopilot okay dude that took me forever is that like the to pass a thing no, or is this just, just you working no. on it well both okay, okay that's okay. one of the criteria okay, okay. 
She it's did like it if you were driving her first try. She, she did it. Dude, she did it within like ten feet. <laughs> it's like almost perfect. And I'm literally like, dude, there's no way. You were so like, there's You're like beginners, like do it again. She did it five more times. This in is a row. not happening. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, babe, I did that the first try yeah, too. Yeah, that's it's really easy. It's really easy. <laughs> did you do it again or only that one time? Only that one. Yeah, why? So why, why, yeah, why do it again? I want to see if she can do it again or if it was beginners like. Yeah. Why would I? Yeah. And you know what's cool is you know the first time you kind of you land. So, because a lot of people are like, oh, I just want to learn how to take off. And it's a wheel plane? It's easy. Like, yeah, there's three. Okay. Three, yeah, there's two on the sides. Okay, yeah. Front. But yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I fly at Cirrus. That's the name of the plane. Okay. And uh, there's just something about, like, your first landing and, yeah. like, just kind of being able to land on your own. That's just kind of just cool, man. And, it's, and especially if it's yeah. a graceful. Oh, dude. Was your first one? Well, your I first touchdown had, I haven't had any graceful <laughs> ones yet, but uh, for the most part, no. But, it, but going back, Harrison's oh, yeah, yeah, the documentary. his documentary is all about him getting into flying and loving flying, but then he would go up all the time because he was just a number. Yeah. Nobody cared who he was. The yeah, air traffic yeah, yeah. control didn't know who he was. Yeah. Put a hat on. Yeah. yeah. And he was just a number in the air and just lost. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> just lost and yeah. crashing. But it's, it's... You get crashed like anyone else. But you find really successful people. It seems like all of them have that. No matter how famous they get, no matter how broke they are, no matter how rich they are, they all have that one thing that they can get lost in. Yeah. That gives them balance. Yeah. And, that's, and you have that's to find important. that thing. Yeah, you got to find it. It's uh, and, and the ones who don't are the, the the ones that have these meltdowns, all these things. It's like totally. they got away from the writing. They got away from working on the music. They got away from being in the gym, whatever it is. And, and we see both happen a lot. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm really good friends with a guy named Steve Chasman. And okay. uh, he, he manages Jet Li and Jason Statham and okay. does all their movies, produces. All the badass guys. Yeah, he's cool, I mean, What a fun oh, job. He's, yeah. he's a great dude. Yeah. But you know, he said it out early on in my career. And he actually started, he just kind of fell into the role of representing Dennis Rodman. Oh. And that's kind of. I've had some Dennis. Yeah, had some oh Dennis yeah, yeah, well, he's yeah. down here. We all Didn't do. he used to run around in a limo <laughs> yeah. down here? Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was my coach one time in a ball up street ball game, and he was hitting on my girlfriend really aggressively. <laughs> um, and my dad, Bob Mamba, was there. And, and he was like, Oh, yeah, Dennis Classic Rodman likes your girl. And then, uh, and then and they must have been paying him by like to a certain time. He literally gets up. There's like eight minutes left in the game. He gets up. He comes up. He gives me a hug. We have this. And he goes, You're a fast little SHIT. And rub my head. And then he just left. And, and there's eight minutes left. And everyone's like, I guess Dennis is over. He's yeah. no longer coaching the team it was so funny but uh so yeah, he's, he's i walked in on him saying karaoke by himself in a bar in tahoe <laughs> just that you didn't know he was going to be there and you just showed up and oh there's yeah he's just by himself <laughs> you know anyways he's, he's, he's a living. great dude yeah. i met him a few oh but, it seems yeah, like he's, he's always having fun yeah he's he's a yeah he's a character um I don't even know where we, we he's solving. No, he's solving our um, relationships with other countries too. Now. North I mean, Korea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he's, yeah. A, he's an ambassador. I, I hope he. I hope he does it. You were saying your buddy who kind of fell. Oh yeah, like into a mentorship. Yeah, yeah. So, mentor role for you. So Chasman does all this, and he said early in my career, and he got in the entertainment side, management, producing, and then uh, you know they did the transporters, all these movies, and he's like, I would push, 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 and I just making calls twenty four seven, and he goes, finally it just dawned on me that I was wasting my life away, hmm. and all of a sudden I started doing yoga and just taking a step back. Yeah. And pressing a little bit harder. Yeah. And then everything started falling into place. Yeah. And more people started saying yes. And it was just funny. It's just... It, he kind of, like we were talking about earlier... Just step back. T step back. Yeah. You can't control everything. Yep. And, and just let... Start let, worrying about it. And he would just kind of go in and do his thing. And then just step back, walk away, and just let it take its course. Hmm. And again, it, sometimes it doesn't happen as fast as you want it to. Yeah. And then, like I said, he found yoga in these different parts of his life that he was being able to kind of get within himself and separate and spend time with his family and next thing you know he's like dude things just started happening and yeah because i just kind of just 
took a deep breath and, and separated myself from it and found yeah. clarity and balance and yeah. um, balance is huge, dude. Balance is everything. It's so hard, it, especially if I feel like you're very type A. Um, am, am I correct in that? Is he a type A guy? I mean, he's up at four working out. Oh, just up like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going, don't talk to me until I have my coffee. <laughs> don't even look at me. <laughs> don't yeah. look at me. I need but but it, it, it's, oh, go ahead. No, go, yeah. It, it's, um, it's like when you're a, someone who's an achiever and like, I got to get these things and then you feel like you're wasting time. That, that's something I, all the time, it's like, oh, it's okay just to take a breath and breathe, do yoga. We were sitting down with uh, this guy named DJ Ski. I don't know if you know him. Awesome guy. Um, uh oh, in your car. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> You've been blessed. <laughs> Bless you. Um, and he was saying the same thing, like early on in his career, and he's been very successful. Like he's a thirty for thirty guy, um, and and he uh, he wouldn't take the trips. He would just meetings and all stuff. And, and that was like his one big takeaway at the end. He was like, you know, I would if I was doing it all over again, go go on that trip, go on that cool experience. That you can push the meeting. Those people are still going to be there. Mm -hmm. But when you're working so hard and you don't want to miss out on that opportunity, sometimes you like just let life go by. It's like you're missing out on all these great moments and enjoying and I those get, experiences. I, I it's hard. Get, yeah, I get lost present. in that. I think we all do. We yeah. all get lost in that. And um, Ani's, you know, she's the one that pulls me back. She's yeah. the balance. She's yeah. the, yeah. you know, she's the one pushing and she's the one kind of, you know, in the right way, pushing all these opportunities and wanting me to do everything I want to do. And then at yeah. some time she's like, hey, let's just, yeah. you know what I mean? Let's yeah. just chill out for a minute. And yeah. to have that balance and to have somebody with you that understands that and, and helps with that. That's, yeah. that's big time. Yeah. Big time. What's the key? I'm just going to put this out. Relationship wise, I mean, what do you feel like is the key to it all? I'm single, trying to figure out. I feel like I have a lot of areas of my life very dialed in, very know what's going on. When it comes to that, totally lost. People try way too hard these yeah. days, I yeah. feel, and they don't let it happen naturally. And I think that's hmm. why so many relationships fail. Yeah. Like they settle, or they try way too hard, and I think yeah. you just need to let it happen naturally. And when you find that person that you're meant to be with and that you have that great, insane chemistry with, it, it just works. Well, let, yeah. let me tell you how we Yeah, met. yeah I'd love to So hear. basically yeah. what happened is... Uh, Tinder. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He swiped right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> said no, but then he had the Instagrams, then he got in the DMs. <laughs> All right. Yeah, right? Um, no, so I, I was about a year, year and a half out of my divorce, and we had a mutual friend, and he called me up. He's like, look, John. And, and uh, this is my version. Okay. Obviously, she stalked me, and it was aggressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's very aggressive. <laughs> Kidding. Uh, he's like, John, you, uh, look, I, I, you got to meet this chick. She's unbelievable. Yeah. And like, whether you Shout guys... Shout out to John right now. Yeah, I know, right? Right? And, yeah, right? So yeah. you got to meet her, and, and whether you guys date, whether you don't, just I just think it's somebody that you guys need to meet, and, and you'll be good in each other's lives. Okay. Right, we'll, we'll, we'll Time out. Had you put a bug in John's ear? Or did he just organically get this? Or never, you're like, I want to meet him. Well, okay. no, no, oh, no, no. So okay. it was a mutual friend. Okay. Mutual friend. Okay. Yeah, so this guy, Tim. Him. So he's like, I just see this. He basically okay. yeah. knew her and knew me and was like, ding, ding, ding. Yeah. I got to get these two together. Okay. Yeah. So he calls me up, Tim, and says all that. And then I go, okay, what's her name? Annalise. Well, that's a pretty name. It's really Annalise. It's three syllables. That's really <laughs> yeah. So yeah. It's, yeah. it's pretty. Yeah. Uh, all right, wh what does she do? Well, uh, she she works in Vegas. Okay, here we go. Okay, yeah. No, uh, no, 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 no. She she's works in Vegas. She's, she's just a, a hostess. She's a six foot gorgeous blonde. Yeah. Great. So yeah, I got a yeah, six yeah, foot yeah. blonde that lives in Vegas. Uh -huh. Tim, I'm good. Yeah. So he calls her and he calls me and says, Hey, I got this great guy. Same thing. It's like, you know, I'm just sick of people trying to hook me up. Just forget it. You know, because you get to a point where people always tell you, Oh, I have this girl for you, I have this guy for you, and it gets kind of annoying. Yeah. Like, I'm, no. 
Oh, yeah. So I said, fine. And he keeps telling me about John. I said, okay, fine. I trust you. You're a good guy. What does John do yeah, for yeah, a living? Yeah, yeah, right. And he says, he plays for the NFL. I go, yeah. forget it. You no. need it. We're I'm like, like athlete, no, I know athlete, this road. We, yeah. I deal with all their accounts you said in I was Vegas. A <laughs> I said, they're degenerate, <laughs> quote unquote, douchebag. Okay. Yeah. No, absolutely <laughs> not. What are you trying to do? Some of them. Yeah, yeah, good I, and bad. I, yeah. Yeah. I said, yeah. no. And he said, just trust me. Let me do an introduction and then. You can go from there. So let me now. <laughs> okay, now let's reel it back in. He said, take the mic uh, off. Check, check the mic back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hot, hot mic, hot mic. So, I, uh, Moon, I'm not looking, because his name's Tim Mooney, I call him Moon. Yeah. Like, I'm not looking for a relationship, dude. I, I'm not looking to get married. This I'm not, out of I don't this, want yeah. kids. Like, yeah. I'm good, dude. Yeah. And, oh, no, no, you're good. She totally understands the situation. <laughs> she hates you just as much as you hate her. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then it comes to... This is like the okay. worst. I got to hear about this first date. Yeah, so, so well, so then it comes down to, okay, this is perfect. So in my head, then I saw her picture and I was like... Yeah, you saw a oh. picture and you're like, ah, I can Whoa. make time. Yeah, I can make time. Yeah, I can make time. Maybe I'm available. Yeah, you, know? you saw him, the beard was looking that, sharp. Yeah, it was good. You're right. like, I guess I could. He's hot. Look a little yeah. Yeah. So then what happens is I, I get on the phone with her. Okay. And oh. in my mind... She knows I'm not looking for anything serious. She knows I'm not looking. I'm, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Within 30 seconds. So do you see yourself married? Do you want children? Do you want to <laughs> be in a relationship? I'm so and I was I like, that's from like a movie. Like a movie. Whoa. Just, Stage five clinger. Yes. And I actually think, I don't, I don't know if, if there's any advice that I could also give somebody going into a relationship. It would be, do not say this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is from experience. Yeah. Okay, okay. Like, uh, do not, and I repeat, do not go forward with this now. <laughs> I said, whatever uh, you do. Yeah, I said, you know what? Um, I'm really not looking for a relationship. I don't ever want to be married. Maybe I pay somebody to have my child and leave. <laughs> this is so. Um, <laughs> yeah. But he really it is said that. He really said that. He oh, yeah. said that, yeah. and I said. And then she screened my calls for like two months. The yeah. nerve. Yeah, yeah. Go, Real. Go. What is she I thinking? Have a meeting. See you later. And I hung up. I'm like, I was right. Typical athlete. <laughs> I was right. Typical athlete. He wants to you know. Right. Who, going, who is this guy? I seriously Very hung up. Yeah, yeah. Very I hung sense, up. I put in his contact, Johnny don't answer. And he tried calling me for like two and a half months. I no, signed his calls. I, yes. Yeah, there's two sides and there's like the a mic yeah. back here, people. You're done. Back off of her. She's done. done. So there's there was this app called the Helium app, and it gives you okay. this huge head and this a high pitched voice. Snapchat. Yeah. Okay. And so it's uh, yeah, funny. Well, it's making a funny head. Yeah. Kind yeah. Of a okay. I, I know what you're talking about. Voice changers. Yeah. Yeah. So one guy. You just start sending them to her. Well, every day. I, I had one guy who was. This allies. turned into a real creepy story. It really creepy, yeah. actually. Really creepy. Tell him you want to pay so, for children, and you're gonna get creepy. Honestly, I thought it was genius. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't really play out that way. Yeah. So. I, this app. So all of a sudden, I got this guy, and he he gave me huge eyes, and then I gave him a real high pitch voice, and then I had this other guy who gave me kind of a square head and a real deep voice. So I created these two characters. One okay. was like this, like the id and the ego, right? And okay. one, the high pitch guy was like total. He knew everything, yeah. right? But then this big headed meathead was a meathead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the meathead centered this one, and it was like, you know, Ani, I heard this song on the radio, and I thought of you. It's, it's called Gold Digger. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, but the me he's a meathead. Yeah. yeah. Right? So to him, it wasn't a gold digger in the sense of money. It was a yeah. gold digger literally. like he's a treasure hunter. Yeah, literally. So yeah. I'm like, how cool would it be <laughs> to have a real-life treasure hunter like the dude on the beach with the metal detector? Yes, yes. You want to be a, a, a treasure hunter with me? Because he's a meathead. Yeah, yeah. And then I would instantly send another video with Owl Eyes. He was like, are you kidding me? A gold digger? You're going to fall for that? This guy's an idiot. You know? And they would argue back and forth. Wait, you were sending these to yeah. her? 
how did this Randomly. work out? Like, did, and then so you're I laughing. They were, oh, you're, well, you know, I'm you're laughing. laughing. Going, he's actually funny. Yeah. And sweet. And yeah. Really. Cool. This is a personalized thing he's doing just yeah. for me. I was like, this is this guy's. And funny. I, I thought they were funny. And I'm like, you know <laughs> what? If, if she doesn't, then obviously she's she's not the one. Yeah. She's not she the could one. never get it. It just happened organically and cool. Yeah. So then I remember she had a stressful day, and I remember I sent her one as the meathead. And it was like she's in Vegas. You guys are yeah, different yeah. places. I've okay. never met her. Yeah. Never okay. Met her. And I, it was the meathead, the big-headed guy, he said something like, uh, "Hey, you know, you think you're stressed? You know, a gazelle wakes up every day trying to avoid getting eaten by a lion." Yeah. <laughs> like He's dropping knowledge that's bombs. That's a bad day. In character oh, form. Yeah. What? Yeah. So and, how does uh, this guy know every the right things to say to put a smile on my hey, face? Hey, was, Google. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. It was original. He came up with that. So yeah, original. Totally. Yeah. totally. So yeah. original. So and that's so long story short, then then we started actually talking on the phone. Okay. And then uh, that's so old that fashioned like of you. Two so months. Wow. 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 Talked yeah. on the phone for. Like I love that though. Three months. When yeah. a, if a girl calls you or like like a lot, of, especially with like young girls today, they don't they, they won't answer. They only text. I'm like, I don't want to text. Like, let's yeah. just actually talk. And if she doesn't answer, it's like, all right, eliminated. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm. So we. I'm on the path to be. We'll pay for a child. I will pay for a child. Yeah. And and the reality is, I don't care what age you are. This this is the reality of society is it's physical first yeah and so we actually talked for months yeah and can actually hold a conversation See, for hours for like yeah five six hours a night yeah no yeah. joke till yeah like four and this is i will say this and i and i i can say this honestly yeah she is the first woman that like genuinely made me laugh where i didn't have to fake laugh <laughs> like i literally <laughs> that's that's real yeah, yeah. like yeah, i actually real. would laugh yeah and I'm like, if she actually makes me laugh over the phone, like she's gonna make me l yeah. like laugh, right? Yeah. So I hit her up and I said, look, I don't really. <laughs> we're going to dinner. It's July 11th. Yeah. At what point were you like, like, okay, we gotta meet in person? July 11th, two years ago. Okay. And uh, I was, she's like, well, yeah, let's do this, but I'm really busy. I'm like, perfect. I'll fly to Vegas. Yeah. And we're gonna go to dinner. Yeah. And we're not gonna stay. Like we're not doing the whole mm -hmm. physical thing. Like it yeah. was just no, yeah, dinner. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we did that. Yeah. And it was awesome. Yeah. It was and amazing. Then, uh, so then she had a work event a few days later in San Diego. Okay. So it was kind of like, well, why don't you come out and hang out with me in Huntington Beach a few days? Yeah. Go to your work event and let's do it. Yeah. So then she stayed with me for Power a few drive. days. Power drive. Yeah. And stayed uh, with them. we stayed together three days and best time ever. Yeah. It was. We had the best three days ever, and we just fell so much in love. It was crazy. Yeah. It was cool. And I just knew when I left for my event, I said, I know this sounds so insane, but I love you so much. I don't want to be away from you. I'm having this crazy separation anxiety. Yeah. And I just looked at him. I'm like, you, I just knew. You want to be liked for the right reasons. And, and, yeah. and that's dress, dress conservative and proper. And like, you know, I'll never forget this. A buddy of mine had a few daughters and he said, John, you know what the key to being a good dad is? I go, what? He goes, date your daughter. Hmm. And I go, huh? He goes, no, no, no. <laughs> he goes, date your wife and date your daughter. Yeah. And subtly... Sounds like he's from the Midwest. Well, subtly you're going to build expectations in your daughter's head. Hmm. And then next time when she goes on her first date and the guy doesn't open the car door, yeah. she's going to go, huh, my dad does. Yeah. And then when all these little things happen that have to do with respect, yeah. she's going to be able to make those decisions on her own. And it's so crazy how many people don't do those little things. Yeah. I, mean, I talk to Jennifer about this all the time. Literally opening the door, walking on the yeah. side of the as street, the as the side of the street of yeah. where the traffic is. Like they, a girl will be blown away and you're like, who have you been hanging out with? Because it's like the most Well, I get so basic upset thing. when she drives yeah. and doesn't open, open my door <laughs> but, 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 because it's raining and she cares about her hair. <laughs> but does she... The when, nerve. When, when, when you open the door for her, does she reach across and open the door for you? Yes. Unlock it, open it. 
And then she, she maintains she does. And, I didn't hear it from you though. And then, and then she has a coffee waiting. And then, okay. And, and then she's like, kiss. kiss. Yeah. Yep. Oh, breakfast in bed, surprised with breakfast. She does well, do I'm depressed. Yeah. I'm depressed yeah. and lonely and yeah. Yeah. realize how unhappy I am. Thanks, you guys. She, yeah, she yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, she, uh, <laughs> she's a winner. Yeah. So going back, yes, yes, yes. Back to ladies, we're back ladies and gentlemen, the this day. is uh, John Dornboss's interpretation <laughs> of what he wishes a first date three. would be. <laughs> Attempt three. Yeah, it was very simple. I, I go. I just want to walk and talk. I want to laugh. If we go for a boat ride, I want it to be a crappy boat. Yeah. Like that's and I, I said that. I go, yeah. Crappy boat and let's go cruise and and just hang out and and talk. And we both said that. Right? Yeah. So then on our first date, we go out, we have fun, and um, this is actually really funny. She wanted to go get ice cream, and I'm I was. At that point, discovering I was lactose intolerant, okay. so I'll never forget yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. I get this like, monster. This might not go well. I get this yeah. monster. I'll be right back. Like, oh, I'm like the script. Yeah, I, I get like, this John? monster. He's behind me, I'm like, is he walking by? Well, so I, I eat. So we walk on the beach. We bike ride. Then we take a walk, and then we get this huge vanilla thing and a waffle cone, which I love. But then I knew it was going to come up. Yeah. So I just kind of let her go, and then it's effortless. Yeah. Like I can literally just bring it up and fill up a glass, no problem. Yeah. yeah. Just kind of let it go. She didn't know. I was like, sweet. Yeah. I just yeah. enjoyed ice cream yeah. and just boom. I'm yeah, like the yeah. chubbiest bulimic you'll ever see. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, we did just that, and then we have the video that we sent, and okay. we sent her friend actually, her, her friend Nicole, and it was a video that said, "Oh my gosh, we're having the time of our lives, and if we get married, we're gonna have Tim marry us, the guy that introduced us. Like he's gonna marry us, and he didn't even know at the time." Yeah, yeah. So sure enough, has he married people? Does he do no. that? No, no. This is not a no, thing. It was like okay. UnitedMinistries.org. <laughs> Thanks for the uh, certification. Yeah. yeah. So he uh, he actually married us in Mexico. Really? Got 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 ordained, ordained and, and did the whole uh, thing. He was the one that that conducted the services and uh, married us in in Mexico, and it was unbelievable. It was oh really cool. Gosh. We were all, and what's funny is on our first date we wanted to be barefoot. We say sand on our toes, you know. And yeah, we, yeah, yeah. We were married. We didn't wear shoes the entire night. Speaking of, are you wearing shoes right now? I feel no. like you might have came. I was like, yeah, this guy is comfortable. Which, let me, People let me tell you. Here. Yeah. Get, so get here's, a shot? here's something that has nothing to do with anything, but uh, I was in uh, I was in AP European history with Mr. Wustetich, and I still love this guy. Okay. Because Mr. Wustetich. Mr. Mr. Wustetich. Pacifica High School. Mr. Wu, hopefully you hear this. Yeah. Uh, I uh, I got two answers right in his entire year. I failed <laughs> every test. Course. I failed the class. Yeah, okay. I was miserable. One of the two questions that I got right the entire year, and I kid you not. Something bad. One was, does anybody know who Gene Kelly and Fred Astaire are? Okay. And I was the only one that raised my hand. Okay. And he looked <laughs> at me like, like, why does he have his hand up? He doesn't do of this. Of all the questions, you know... Ah, David Copperfield cited him as dance yeah. inspiration. Okay, okay. They're dancers. Okay. Movie star dancers. He's okay. like, yeah, you're right. Then the other one uh, was... Nailed it. Yeah. You're probably yeah. Now, meanwhile, I'm in the back. For like a week. Dude, I'm like, in the back going... I own this class. Nailed it. <laughs> right? Everybody's looking at me like... Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so anyways, so the other one I got right was... Uh, he said that 2% of the world can move just their pinky toe. And I had flip-flops on, and I didn't have them on at the time. And I go, that's funny. I can do that. And he made me get in front of the class. I laid on the table, and I put my feet up on the chalkboard. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is 2% of the world. Okay, okay. Can do that. Can you, and you could do both? Well, let's well, let's yeah. Are you just are you just saying this? If I didn't know I could, I wouldn't be here right now. Look at that. Look at that. Ladies and gentlemen, that world might actually, premiere. That world might actually be never less. happened on the podcast before. That might be less than 2% of the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm, we're going to so, Google fa fact Mr. Wusatich, what? Now let's, He's let, the real MVP. Now, let's bring this full circle. Yeah, I wish we would. Uh, I'm playing high school football, okay. and Bill Craven <laughs> was our coach. Okay. And Mr. Wusatich always said that you're going to be a Cravenite. And I, I don't know what that means. Yeah. You're going to be a parking lot lawyer. 
cheerleader, the stereotypical football player that smokes cigarettes and drinks beer and fails out of class. Hmm. That's your choice. If you want to be that guy, go ahead, but you need to be a beacon of the night. Yeah. And I go, really? And he goes, you need to be a beacon of the night, and you need to stand up, and when you get knocked down, just like Gene Kelly and Fred Astaire are, you need to get up, dust yourself off, and do it all over He's again. He's good. And that will be talks a beacon on your terms. Night. I love this guy. So guess what? Years go by. He's a college official. Years goes by. UTEP. We're playing, uh, we're playing Fresno. It's either Fresno or San Jose. And guess who the backline official is? No Mr. way. Mr. Musetich. No way. So I remember I get hit and get the wind knocked out of me. And I get up, and that's the first time I saw him. And I look up, and I go, you got to be kidding me right now. And I go, whoa! And he turns around, like, he turns around. And I go, I will be a beacon of the night. I will stand up. I will dust myself off. And I will do this all over again. And he just looked at me. And I go, see? And you thought I didn't pay attention in class. <laughs> right, and, and you as failed I, me. Hey, as I walked off, I go, thanks for the D+. Plus. <laughs> <laughs> you did. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. And, and he no. didn't even, and I gave him credit. He no. gave me an F. I failed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I actually dropped out of the class. Dude, AP. Yeah, what's the point? Me. What are we no, doing here? Yeah. yeah, I don't need college. I'm credit doing. I'm, in high I'm shuffling cards. Which, if you're an I AP student, I, I really Stick I commend it. you. We love it. It's yeah. unbelievable, but that just wasn't for me. Recently, is this a more recent thing? You got to do your magic and hosting on the Ellen Show. It's cool. How, how did yeah. that happen? Like, what was your experience like? So, um, what can we learn from it? Yeah, I, I, I did a show called America's Got Talent. Oh yes, okay, we didn't talk about that. Yeah, and it was cool, and and I originally did it. Just uh, for the sake of, I wanted to get one or two episodes and get the judges to say great and to put on the website Exposure. for yeah. for speaking. Yes, because yes. I, I love the speaking side, the corporate speaking side. So amazing. Yeah, we'll we'll do that. All right, cool. Well, then I progressed, and originally I didn't tell the team I was doing it, and so I was like, okay, I'll probably end up. Yeah, I'm just going to be a quick little thing out. I do on the side. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to end up probably dropping out after this episode, <laughs> and then I get the gold buzzer. Yeah. So then I was like, okay, this just got interesting because. Yeah. I got things to do. The team doesn't even know I'm doing this. And then I kind of, you know, I told the show, yeah, we're, we're going to progress. The team's cool with it. But meanwhile, I was still trying to figure this out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was it going to look like? And then the day came where the show aired. And I needed to then tell the team because yeah. I was like, NBC's going to call. They, they need like, to hear Yo, from you we're first. so excited. John's not going to go to training camp. And it was like, uh-oh. But when I went back to Philadelphia, um, the whole organization, uh, Jeffrey Lurie and, and uh, um, Chip was the coach, and Howie Roseman, and Dom DeSandro, and Frank, and all these people, Don, they were like, dude, like this is amazing. We need to make <laughs> this work. Great exposure for them, too, right? It, well, uh, yeah. It was great. Well, ultimately, that's why it worked out, because the publicity, the positive publicity countered. Yeah. Now, ultimately, what ended up happening is they were like, look, this is a part of who you are. This is what makes you who you are. This is why we've had you on this team for so long. So yeah. we want to support it. we got to make this work. So uh, it was difficult, but it was a lot of fun. And I was flying four or five days a week. And I would hit my last meeting, get on a red eye, go to L.A., land for like two or three hours, yeah. do interviews, B-rolls, to take a red eye, to come back, to go to a meeting at eight in the morning yeah. and do that. And, and fortunately, there was a few trips where we have a friend that's uh, done very well for himself and mm -hmm. he has a very big plane okay. yeah, yeah. with a bed, yeah, yeah, yeah. bedroom in the back. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's handy. fully catered with like steak salad and turkey bolognese and like, <laughs> dude, it's unbelievable. Yeah, the best chef so in he, the world. Yeah, yeah. I was, yeah. we were like, able what? to kind of... Uh, Kind of piggyback that, and, yeah. and he flew us a few times, which was That's super generous. Yeah. Uh, and the only thing I missed was uh, I missed day one, which was nothing. It was a team meeting, and then I missed a team meeting because there was a suspected shooter at LAX, and they delayed my, my red eye. Oh. But I but didn't. Other than that, you would have I didn't pretty... miss any practices, zero games. Uh, I missed two team meetings. I never missed one of the meetings that I had to be in, and the team fully supported it. 
That's uh, awesome. America got behind me, which was really, really cool. And you know, I, how I far did you go? At the finals, I made it to the top three. The top three in the whole show. Yeah, and they, well, however many hundreds, of thousands of people, or whatever. So I love how casual. Cause yeah. I was like, oh, so they did a few things. You know, it was top three. You almost won the whole yeah, thing. But and you're having to come up with new acts each time because you obviously yeah. have your thing, but you have to think of something well, new. You don't want to maybe do wait and save the big ones. Two. There's two of them that I'd never done before. It was the first time I ever did it. Really? But you tell them that they freak. So I was like, nah, I've done this a million yeah, yeah, times. Yeah, yeah, it's easy. I'm like, this is our first time. Yeah, done. this might not uh, happen. <laughs> one of them, we snapped footballs on a map. Okay. And predicted the states and all that. And that was the first time we did that. Okay. And then the finals, um, if, if people watched it, great. If you didn't, great. Doesn't matter. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in the finals, I was getting pitched by magicians. Oh, there's tigers and fires and you'll float away and then you'll explode and then the tiger will come out and then girls will come out dancing and then boom, you'll appear. <laughs> I'm like, that's really aggressive. That just yeah. seems like a lot of yeah. work. I just want to shuffle some cards. Yeah. Which, honestly, yeah. two things happened. Um, one, I wanted to end the same way I started, which okay. was cards. Hmm. And I was always the up That's kind of your bread and guy. butter? For it's magic? what I love doing. Okay. Yeah. And uh, it, it was all upbeat and fun. And I was like, I always wanted to be a rock star. And I was like, now's the time for my ballad. Because they're going to expect yeah, that. They're going to expect the... Yeah. So we're going to come in with a ballad. Mm. And then the other thing like was... That. The other thing was... Um, I've, I've bit my nails my whole life. Yeah. And uh, I, always, I was always messed up just a little bit, right? And so I'd, I'd bite my nails. And then uh, knowing her and throughout our relationship, I grew in a lot of ways. Yeah. And I stopped biting my nails. Really? And so my fast pace in performing magic was always because I was really self-conscious that people would stare at my nails. Oh. So when I do my close-up shows, I go. Yeah. There's no transitions. There's no stopping because I was always self-conscious. So That's I always so had funny. to keep it rolling. Yeah. Now you got your and feet so, out. Like, yeah. yeah. You're like... And so now... Um, Game changer. I, I literally performed in front of millions of people with a slow card routine yeah. zoomed in on my nails. Hmm. And for me, that was a cool a big, moment. Yeah, big deal. A really cool. That was a big yeah. deal for me. So I'm, I'm working out this card routine. And um, if you haven't seen it, YouTube it. I, I yeah, think well, it's well, worth okay. it. Where, it's, where's um, the best? YouTube or web? John Dornboss, AGT Files. Okay, cool, cool. We'll just it Google it. Yeah, just Google it. It's on the interwebs. But um, what was really cool for me is it wasn't a trick, per okay. se. Okay. And it was me sitting at a table. And it literally is like four moves that I learned when I was 13, 14 years old. And they were transitions on how to get in and out of situations, right? Mm -hmm. And then I put this thing together. And, and there's a guy named Dr. Kevin Elko who's been a voice in my ear been a great friend and um, just giving me clarity and perspective and and taught me uh, he kind of put my life into words mm -hmm. and he's like you know what John when I look at you I just see somebody that just doesn't hate doesn't blame and always forgives yeah and I was like man that's beautiful so hmm. I came up with this routine of moves and then each move there was a purpose to it and I was like wow this is really cool and now the theme became don't hate don't blame and forgive hmm. and so football helped me find myself magic saved my life yeah and magic taught me these things within myself magic gave me clarity and peace magic gave me time alone magic gave me time to think and to be able to separate myself to find out who I really was so now I'm practicing this in, in our in our place in Philly and dude I'm not making this story up this is a hundred percent true Annalise and my friend Anthony Dillon were, were at the place and as I'm, they were kind of we were all talking I was kind of in my own little world and I remember looking up and I go guys I don't think this is it like this isn't gonna win John was trying to figure out what he should do for the, the finals he was you know like he said going back and forth all all of these other magicians were telling him to do tigers and fireworks and hot chicks and disappearing yeah, yeah, acts yeah, yeah. so which i was cool with. yeah which he was yeah, cool yeah. with but was he's like you know i feel like i just want to be me and be myself and do something from my heart 
to mm -hmm. touch America and that's exactly what he did hmm. and the, the trick was amazing so we're sitting there in Philly rehearsing it and all of a sudden this picture f frame fell from our wall and it was a picture of his mom and it, it's up on the wall. It's never fallen before. Mm. So I said, this is a sign. Like, you have to do this it's trick. Sick. It's yeah. crazy. I said, this yeah. is meant to be. Her you honor. have to do this. And he did it and blew all the judges away, blew America away, touched the hearts of millions of viewers. And hmm. the response he got from his performance was unreal. And it was, wow. it was amazing. So that's the story. What a powerful and, and part of it, too, was, um, yeah. you know, when I was a kid, I saw Bill Malone on TV and uh, David Copperfield and I was a 13 year old 14 year old kid and uh, you know Annalise told me too when when that picture fell because it was at the time that I was like this isn't it right and yeah so it was kind of a sign that no this is it yeah and I'll never forget Annie's like you know what maybe it's your time to be Bill Malone hmm. it's your time to be Copperfield and then there's gonna be a kid out there that's gonna watch this yeah that's gonna be in the same shoes you were in and maybe yeah you're now that guy hmm. so you can be the flashy magician or you can actually do something that might change a life yeah and, such a uh, bigger purpose yeah and that's, that's, so cool. that's the decision we made and wow. we didn't win but it's the most proud of any performance i've ever had in my life and you know it's funny because like my friends will send me like reviews and stuff and like some people will be like oh it wasn't even that hard of a trick and like, yeah this is what he did and yeah they, what we, don't care, we don't care about what I, those well people I, I love the people that expose you but they're wrong yeah yeah, like, yeah this yeah. is guaranteed what he did and you're like yeah. not even close yeah oh because they're saying like oh here's but, how he did it and you're, yeah. so you know how you did it so you're like, like nope, no no it's uh but the moves that I did are really difficult. Mm -hmm. Like they're moves that most magicians. There's there's one move I did that a lot of magicians were like, dude, I would never do that on life. Two, yeah, two, yeah. But guess High what? stakes. It's been my big reward. Since I was 13. Yeah. You know, and I learned Fearless. it because I knew I was going to screw up, and yeah. that one move was going to get me out of a lot of situations. Well, now that one move became an actual relevant move. Yeah. And a and a move that was intentionally done at that time. Hmm. And 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 let me tell you this: when you screw up a trick and all eyes are on you, and you learn a move that gets you out of the situation, Yeah, we call that, there's a lot of heat on the move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a lot of people staring at you trying yeah. to, and then you do this move to get out of a situation and it works. Yeah. Well, then when you need to do the move with relevance and a purpose, and it's choreographed at that moment, that move's easy because you're used to doing it with people staring at you. Yeah. And most magicians do it when they're not looking at them, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, I was really proud of it. But anyway, so we, we did it. We did AGT, and then uh, Ellen called, and it was really, really cool. And, and oh, Ellen, she had saw and, you on there. Yeah, her and her people. And, mm -hmm. and what's really, really cool is that uh, Ellen is an absolute sweetheart, and mm -hmm. I love everything about her. I love everything she stands for. And it's not just her. It's it's her entire crew. It's an, it's what her brand stands for is who she is. And she has been amazing to me and, and Annalise. And, Hmm. Um, you know, I, I made a decision. Uh, I was going to do a trick where you kind of predict stuff. And, you know, usually the people go up there and you predict, oh, you can go anywhere in the world. You can bring a celebrity. You can yeah. bring any item you want or any food. I, I just think that's, yeah. I don't know, it's boring. Yeah. So instead we... Oh, we, corny. Yeah, and instead we kind of geared stuff to be more towards her mm -hmm. and what she stands for. Okay. And so instead of asking tricks well, that had no meaning to anything, we threw a ball around the crowd and said, look, how does the show make you feel? How does Ellen reflect your life? Yeah. Like when you yeah. watch Ellen, people how does she change it. you? Yeah. And then we had Ellen write what these people were telling her. And then we had that predicted. Hmm. Right. And so then Ellen was like, well, that was really cool. And then I was like, that was really cool. So now I had the AGT performance and I had Ellen and then she had us back and we kind of had meaning to what we were doing. And I kind of became that inspirational magician guy. Yeah. And, uh, it's an inspirational magician. Yeah. That's and guess what? That's my calling. I love doing it. And, uh, it's cool, man. It's really cool, and, and I love magic. Yeah. I love everything about yeah. it. Yeah. 
but I think there's some pretty like corny yeah. magicians. Yeah. You know, like magic. We're not gonna call anyone out. What no. do you feel about David Blaine though? Uh, cool. I, I watched I, I this think, thing the other day, and I was just like, I'm scared of him. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, he can take my soul. Like this guy is. I'm really happy for him. Okay. I'm really happy that he yeah. kind of went out, and now he's touring and doing yeah. it live. Yeah, yeah. And because uh, cool, he never done that before, right? Yeah, That's why I saw an interview the other day. And so for years, it's like a new yeah. challenge for him to. And and his big thing is, is it real or magic? Yeah. And so one of his one of his. Um, consultants, if you will, mm -hmm. uh, I've become friends with and, and love the guy. Mm -hmm. uh, his name's Enrico De La Vega. And uh, um, it's basically his show is people leave and they're like, dude, I, what just happened? Like, did he really just hold his breath for 10 minutes? Did he really just shoot a bullet in his mouth? Did yeah, he is really... he going through his hand? Yeah, he... and, and like, Some of those it's things. legit. He really does like a lot of stuff. Like, he puts a spike through his hand. Yeah, he, yeah. He's shooting a bullet in his mouth. Like, he really is. How he's going to withstand It's not a trick. This. It's no. literally. <laughs> it's like, so, so to me, I really like the acts that you, when you sit down and you go, okay, there's nobody else in the world that can do that shit. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. He saw him nobody. swallow the fish or the frog yeah, and then put cool. it around. Like, what in the yeah. world? Um, but it's wonder because, like, from a stamp, from a real standpoint of stamina, you go, dude, okay, this guy wants to tour and kill it, but, like, how many shows can you do before holding your breath for 10 minutes? gives you brain damage yeah. before the bullet's a little you, bit you off got, you got frogs and gasoline going in your body and like you, you can't eat for seven hours prior you can't do this you can't do that like dude he's a freak so yeah i think in that regard it's really cool and he's doing something really really different yeah and to me you know anybody that goes out there and that creates a buzz and a love for magic yeah and all they're doing yeah. is, is getting the world to love what we all do yeah it helps all magicians yeah Everybody. Yeah. And so Dave Tide has rises. helped create yeah. a new era of people really digging magic and making yeah. it cool again. Yeah. I love it. How are we doing on time? <clears throat> Did I see you? We're good? All right. We've talked long enough. Um, I have maybe a couple quick things for you. Um, you said you're doing the, some of the corporate speaking now when you have time. Um, if you, if football was taken from you, if magic was taken from you, and um, you're, you're just full-time speaking and you could only do one message to the corporate audience, um, what would be that message? I feel I feel like I kind of have an idea after talking to well, you for a little bit, but um, I, I, I have, just what is that, that thing? Don't listen to yourself, talk to yourself. Hmm. And with that message right there, you can go anywhere you want. Yeah. So then you can touch, on, uh, you can touch on a lot of different subjects, being hmm. relevant to what they are and um, yeah when you're down and out don't listen to yourself talk to yourself yeah because the ability that we have in our own minds the um, the tone that we set in our own mind um, you know in football they always say that so somebody's gonna set the tone it's either gonna be you or the guy you're hitting yeah so if you're gonna let the guy that you're hitting set the tone it's gonna be a long night yeah so go in and set the tone we'll do that in your own mind yeah set the tone work hard treat people right but ultimately Life can be done in a very simple way that when you're down and out, don't listen to yourself, talk to yourself. And you'll yeah. talk yourself through situations. You'll talk yourself into where you want to be. You'll talk yourself into happiness. A lot of people think happiness is an emotion. No, it's hmm. a decision. Um, what, or what would be like that one thing to young people um, that you would pass on to them if it was like just that one little nugget um, growing up and being a kid and trying to figure it all out? Like you, like you were saying, you kind of had to grow up fast. Mm -hmm. um, and that kind of changed your perspective on it, but. Are you, like, what would I have done differently? I guess not Not for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What would What would you have done differently? Oof. Could have avoided my whole first marriage. That would have been yeah. nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, but I'm not rushing to that. How old uh, were you when you got married? Could have avoided those five years. How, how old were you when you got married? 29. 29, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> um, scares, scares me. I just. Yeah. Uh, you know what? <sighs> When it comes to marriage, yeah, 
don't get married because people around you are getting married. Don't get married because you feel like you're at a time in your life where you need to be married or you're it biological don't, clock. Don't. Everyone else just, is getting married. That people, doesn't matter. there's all these pressures. I feel like it's yeah. more for I, women too. I, I, am, I felt that. I am married to the kindest, warmest, most loving, coolest chick I've ever met. And and the key is we actually genuinely enjoy spending time together. Yeah. Like I don't want to not. I don't. I, I don't. Yeah. You know, like. Uh, it, if and I love guy time, but if the guys call and they want to go do something, it's cool. But like I, I want to. I genuinely love hanging out with this yeah. person. So, and and when I perform, she comes with. You know, it's yeah. part of it. Either you fly us all out, or we're we're good. We don't, we don't need it. Yeah. Right? So yeah, it's part um, of the package. It's part of the package. And, and she works. She's my muse. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and we work together, and, and she works hard too. And I'm not taking that away from her, but you know, when when you find somebody that you genuinely love hanging out with, and ironically, that person genuinely loves hanging out with you. Then you got something, you know. Don't don't force it. Don't uh, don't get married for the wrong reasons. Don't be in relationships for the wrong reasons. Don't don't be with somebody because people are telling you that that's the right person for you. Yeah. You know. Um, when you know, you know. And uh, uh, she's say like I said, she turned my heart right side up, and it's the happiest I've ever been with me. It's the happiest time of my life. And, yeah. Um, and again, I'm not just saying that because she's she's right there, right there. 27 no, inches man. to my left. Is she crying <laughs> yet? She's not. I don't know how she's not. Um, it's amazing. No, man. But it, and and, and I'll tell you this, she has patience, and I've never been in a relationship with somebody that knew everything about me and that encouraged everything I did, yeah. from my flaws to my strengths to. Yeah. And and no matter how perfect people might think you are, we all. Yeah. We all got them right. We all yeah. got flaws, and we all we're, none of us are perfect. Avoid those things that might just be short term. And really start evaluating and respecting yourself in a different way and have goals and, and understand that, hey, hmm. just because things don't happen and just because you don't get to a certain goal or you don't serve something or you fail, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Because usually when you fail in something, there's going to be a door right there to the right. You just got to allow yourself to see it. That's going to end up being something better for you. Anyways, I know yeah. this. Every time I've gotten fired and every time something bad in my life has happened, you have closure with it. You come to terms with your reality and you say, it's okay. This is where I am in my life. I still want to get to this place. It's just going to be a little bit different path. Yeah. And guess what? Boom. You might have to work a little harder. Next be thing a little you nicer. Know, dude, you sleep better and you wake up with closure and then you're like, holy cow. Yeah. Look at this opportunity that just popped up. Yeah, yeah. But you have to allow yourself to see it. I appreciate you so much. This actually yeah. selfishly really spoke to me um, a lot. And, and I'm uh, very thankful and very happy for you. Um, it seems like you're in a very exciting chapter. And it's so cool to see that um, as amazing it is to be uh, a pro athlete, as amazing it is to do magic and be featured on TV, I think it's so much cooler to find your purpose. And it seems like you've really found that with being an inspirational magician, which is kind of a new cool. lane that I've never really seen and maybe I don't know the magic game like that but I don't know of people that have used it you know and use their story and use how they present their show in a way that can impact and change well, and help people and it's, I, it's, I think that's incredible man it, it's like what you're doing hopefully you step away from this and say nobody else can do my podcast because yeah. nobody else is you yeah yeah so yeah so that's what you bring to the table yeah so hopefully when I when I do a show people leave and say just like Blaine Whatever your, your your niche is, whatever your style is, I hope people leave my show and say, nobody else can do what that was because yeah. nobody else or him. Nobody else yeah, yeah. Can, can do that. Yeah. Well, and that's so the thing. Everyone's niche. always faking it to make it or they're copying. Like, it would be easy for you to look at those magicians. You, know, you can see the foundation that they laid, but a lot of people try to be them, I imagine, mm -hmm. and with, with everything, you know? And I think that's a, a, such an incredible lesson, too, of, of find your version of that. You know, bring, put you in it. Like, I'm around all these actors and everything. <laughs> we got some... Are we causing problems in the Paparazzi. neighborhood? Paparazzi. Yeah, paparazzi found us. I guarantee they are... There was an older person. 
they yeah. were just. I mean, it must have been very. Oh, it's because they were staring yeah, at the other person that came up. Yeah. No. I don't know what I was talking about. This was fun. Let's do it's it again. It's just a fan and yeah. sea cliff. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> we like to keep a real low profile. Nobody knows who we are here. <laughs> People are like, an RV's in, in this in this neighborhood. What's going on? It's What's facing going on? the wrong way, and there's yeah, a basketball hoop <laughs> on the back. What's happening? Call the association now. <laughs> well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, Is you. there anything you want to uh, shout out or anything hey, going thank on? you, and, and to everybody that's listening to this, man, make a difference in this world. Be a positive influence. Work hard. Treat people right. And uh, I promise you, I'm the slowest, most unathletic dude. <laughs> That's awkward white guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm the awkward <laughs> white guy, but guess what? I, Hard work, man. Uh, it's crazy. I, I've lasted 15 years in the NFL because, uh, because you know, you stay true to yourself and, and treat people right and, and surround yourself with good people that you want to see succeed and that also want to see you succeed. And, uh, you know, that's it. <laughs>